What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast. It's Friday. It's fun day Friday. It's been a short work week. And here, joined with me, as always, is Justin and Jeff. What is up, my dudes? Dudes be duding. That what be up. What up with you? Not to muches. Jeff's is what's up with yous. I'm just sitting on the patio. Move my little computer and office thing out here so i'm recording outside it's nice nice, nice. well yeah. uh allergies aren't bothering you because i'm getting destroyed claritin helps <laughs> helps a lot pretty much makes it go away yeah i, I need to get in on that I, I feel like in my life the only time i have allergies is around this time of year it just fucks my shit up for about four weeks and then it goes away and then I feel better. But during those times, during those weeks, it's a little rough. Lots of sneezing, lots of tissues. Mm-hmm. What kind of nose know. blower are you? Oh, I am the get it all out of my body immediately blower. Just there is no second blow. It's just all in one blow, all one tissue. And it's just, you know, sopping wet as soon as you're done. Okay. Okay. So side question on that. It's not rockets. Farmer blows. Yes or no? <laughs> Oh my God, Jeff! I'll let you answer. I don't really do that. I just blow my nose like a <laughs> civilized person. I feel or like so, in the shower. So in the shower, you do you do you do snot rocket? I don't. Uh, oh, he definitely does. I was I was more so during sports. Like football was a huge one. Like you lift that helmet up, and boom, I right. just clear both nostrils at the same time. Blood and guts coming out of those boys. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Um, oh my god! So this week, unexpectedly, out of nowhere, I know I'm super pumped about it. Maybe you guys aren't as much as me, but all of a sudden, Matrix Four, the new movie, decided to have this website come out, and they tease it with a little red pill, blue pill, and you click on one, and it tells you the exact time that you clicked on, uh, and then it shows you little clips of a trailer that is actually coming out. Uh, Thursday. So for those of you out there that don't know, this is, we're recording a couple days ahead of time and the trailer hasn't dropped yet. So I wanted to side quest to you guys really quick. What are some predictions for the Matrix 4 trailer? What are we going to see? Any story points? Or if you don't give a fuck, just tell me to go away. Justin, let's start (laughs) with you. I'm imagining that somehow we are going to get a mixture of John Candy and Chris Farley <laughs> back as zombies in this movie. And it's going to be Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> with Neo doing karate upon both of their, their portly stomachs. Okay. You have all, you're all in on that one. So Jeff, what about you? What's, <laughs> what's your prediction? I have no idea. Cause the, the last movie left off with, they let him go. They won their little Zion war or whatever. So I don't really know what did the, the only thing I could think of is the robots were like, do a Darth Vader. I've altered the deal. Pray do not alter it again. And decide, <laughs> now you know what? We're not letting you go. Nah, That's yeah. all I can think of. <laughs> I've watched, <laughs> I, I've clicked on both of the pills a couple times because it changes when you click on each one. So for folks out there, we'll definitely post the link. But um, I see some bits of trailer where. A lot of it's just kind of done in the normal everyday world, which is weird to see. Like a lot of the shots you see is like downtown San Francisco with real people. 
And it's just like a totally different weird vibe. You're not used to that because the Matrix movies are so confined to like either you're in the machine world, in like the real world where you're shaved head, or you're in the Matrix where it was very like late 90s, early 2000s look. Everybody's wearing like trench coats and shit. Um, and this movie just kind of throws it way out there. So I don't know what to expect. I'm going to predict some type of, like Justin said, robots and hopefully some John Candy. But um, Jeff, like you said, where are they going to go with it? And how did they just resurrect everything? Uh, spoiler, that's the name of the movie, Resurrections. But I don't know. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to see it. I don't care what the fuck the story is because a lot of people hated the second and third. But I loved them. So bring it on. Bring Agent Smith on again if we need to. Or whoever his kid is. I'm sure it's going to be his kid, right? Is like the next big bad the program he's not it doesn't have children <laughs> you killed my you killed my program dad uh, now i'm gonna take you take you down take him out you know do i mean do have stuff. you never played have you never played oregon trail jeff i mean computers <laughs> can die in birth <laughs> they can and it's very upsetting when you're a child oh my that. oh my god that brings up a fun side quest thank you justin for that one is one thing I thought about was some of the boss battles growing up, like even Oregon Trail, like just trying to survive is almost like a boss battle. But what were some of your like, I don't know, hardest or most pissed off you've been about some final boss battles or even if it's just like the first stage uh, of growing up? Let's say the first, you know, five to ten years of gaming, any games come to mind, any bosses come to mind where you were super pissed, tried a million times, maybe had to use some game genie to get through them. So, Jeff, I'll start with that one lobbed over to you. It's a, it's a lot to think about. I mean, it's uh, sorry for, <laughs> I always bring the very yeah, deep questions. For a while. <laughs> let, it's, let a, me... it's a loaded baked potato with chives. <laughs> well, let me start with one while I let you guys think then. So the first thing that came to mind with that question was the fucking Bowser's in Mario 64. Um, I remember just because of how new the system was and the mechanics were of like, this is a 3d game. Like this is, we haven't had that before. Like, I just remember getting so frustrated trying to run in circles and get behind Bowser and get his tail. It honestly probably took me 50 tries per Bowser stage. Cause there's three of them just to get it right. And I felt like that was like my first introduction to like almost smashing a controller out of rage. So Man, you must I loved fighting Bowser. I don't know why. I just, when I ran in circles, I would like run into him and then I would get hurt. Oh, oh, and then, uh, and then I die. I hate it. And then I die. I'm sure Justin's got plenty of Final Fantasy ones. Those games are notorious. We we can chat. We can chat. But Jeff, do you have one yet? Because you were put on the spot and now you are seven up spots. I mean, I'm still <laughs> just trying to pull up some of my favorite games, trying to remember. That, well, so Ocarina of Time was. Were there any hard boss battles in Ocarina of Time? I know that was one of your favorites. I mean, probably in Ocarina of Time, probably the Dark Link was the most annoying little shit. It was basically just you, just a dark version, but he was more of a mini boss uh, than like one of the big bosses. I, I. I normally enjoy boss fights just because I play MMOs like WoW, like we talked about in Final Fantasy. And the whole point of those games is learning mechanics and fighting bosses and going back in and try to figure out 
how you can best defeat it. So then when you do, you feel really great. So I'm just, that's part of what I like about the games is, yeah, they're hard, uh, but then you figure out how to beat it. And then when you do, you're like, fuck yeah. I remember the game Shadow of Colossus. I don't know if you guys heard of that, yep. but it was a place. And those were probably some of the most satisfying boss fights because they were these giant titan things that you had to literally kill. And you're just a human on your little horse. But man, they were satisfying. Yeah, uh, I think I think some of the most bullshit bosses you got to go back to like early Nintendo games. Like I think there's a couple in Mega Man. I'm sure again, that's again Justin's realm. But I think most of the bullshit ones are early Nintendo, early Super Nintendo, because now you know they got it down how to do boss fights, and they can also patch things. Right. Good points. Good points across the board. Justin, what about you, sir? Yeah, I'm going to go the old school route for sure and say Mike Tyson and punch out. <laughs> I mean, if you make it past Soda Popinski and you get to the later rounds of punch out and then you have to try to fucking battle Mike Tyson, are you kidding me? Because like Jeff's saying, it's all the mechanics of when he winds up right, then you hit up and then you hit A and then you push B when he does the left and it's all pattern orientated. But Mike, I never beat him. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but um, I screw have, that match. I have to admit, uh, live on the air, I've never played Mike Tyson Punch Out in my life. Okay, well, next time you come over and I put the emulator in, I will boot it up for you. Okay, I feel like I'm going to get very hurt, and it could be a, just a flashback, and some rage comes out, and we'll just we'll put the controller in a safe space. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I. <laughs> go ahead justin <laughs> i was gonna say the other one that i want to mention is it's not a boss battle per se but there's a jump in Mega Man one in Gutsman's level that is literally impossible like you have to have pristine timing and you have to be at the absolute pixelist corner of the ledge to make the jump across this chasm and it's just you're like I, i'm wasting all my lives just trying to jump to get to the boss and I don't like it. Yeah, I know. And I feel like those, I don't know why, I feel like games back then, the, the early, let's say, mid-80s to the almost 2000s, we'll get close to the 2000s, that those games were just generally harder than games nowadays. I feel like people need the satisfaction uh, that if they can't beat the first level on the first try, that it's just like, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm never playing this game again. And Timmy, let's go, let's get out of here. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you guys feel like games back then were harder than today? Well, yeah, I mean, that's like a known fact. Oh, <laughs> what, according to what dictionary? I mean, according to basically any, like, you know, old gamer YouTube content creators, people who collect uh, games, actual um, people who rate high scores. Most of the high score games um, that are recorded are like Donkey Kong and Ninja Guide, all like original NES games because they are the hardest games. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there's not a lot of speed runs of, you know, the new stuff because it, they just weren't as hard. I mean, you're telling me there's games now are harder than Battletoads or the original <laughs> Ninja Turtles game on NES or uh, 
I mean, I could just name I guess, off. <laughs> that's a, a good ton. question. That's a good question because I feel I've never played it before, but I've heard a lot of rumors that Dark Souls is cool. like a game where you just fucking like you give up, like it just constantly over and over and again just beats the shit out of you. I've never played it, Jeff. Have you played Dark Souls? Yeah, I mean, Dark Souls isn't again. It's not brutal in the way old NES and Super Nintendo games were. It's brutal in you get to the boss and there's this giant thing and you know nothing about it and you go in and yeah, you're going to miss a mechanic. It it Dark Souls is it follows the formula that MMOs use and that's what the the, the guy that created Dark Souls is a big MMO fan. So he uses that but he's like this is like a first person or the one person doing it. So once you learn the mechanic of the boss, that's it. It's easy to take him down. But in old NES games, a lot of it was just bullshit controls, things glitching out, um, and just the game. Dark Souls bosses now are designed specifically to be a challenge, but overcome. I think there's some Mega Man ones, which was just straight up bullshit and didn't even make sense of what was going on. And you had to glitch the game to actually beat it. <laughs> I think Castlevania has a couple bosses where the only way to beat it is to glitch the game. That's uh, yeah, that is complete bullshit. Justin, you probably experienced that before in your in your gaming days. Oh yeah, have you guys never played Shaq Fu? <laughs> oh. I've heard of Shaq Fu, and I forgot you, about Shaq Fu. So you Fu. you've legit never played Shaq Fu? <laughs> no. What well, what system was that even on? Was that like a PlayStation? I've heard of Shaq Fu. Sega and I believe Super Nintendo both had Shaq Fu, and so basically you play Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> who's transported to like a mystical world of mortal combat meets primal rage and you battle all these wacky characters, but you're not given any information. Every character has super moves, but you're not told how to do them. <laughs> and you get like two credits and you make it past like one to two characters on like the, the fight podium. And then you're just like, well, okay, let me start this game all over again. Cause I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> God, it sounds like it's such a fucking mess. I can't wait to look it up on YouTube and watch the whole thing. <laughs> Please do. There was, I know there was a thing a few years back where a blog went on. Uh, they had too much money. So they started a campaign where they were buying up every copy of Shaq Fu that they could find. Oh God. And they, they had hundreds upon thousands of copies of Shaq Fu and they were just owned the market of Shaquille O'Neal's video game, uh, premiere. And that's, that's, that's video games in the nineties kids. Yeah. I just kind of remember like toe jam and Earl on Sega. And that was really fun. And it wasn't there this, I have this weird, vivid memory of this like Sprite game where you play like a mm -hmm. can, can of Sprite. Cool spot. Or seven up, is it seven up? It was seven up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you played cool spot, and you collected little, yeah. little other spots. There was also a Chester Cheeto. Yes, game. I was just about to say the Cheeto game. Jesus, Sega had this really fun, weird era where you're playing like, like you said, Toe Jam and Earl, and then was it Space Space Jam or Space Jim or what that you were you were Earthworm Earth, Jim. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> yeah, Space Jam. Yeah, Earthworm Jim. I mean, they they had some just some weird. Funky game. I think there was one called Snot Guy or something. Like uh, what Booger was that called? Man or something. I know the game you're talking about. I can't think of it. It was. 
Bugs Boy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like there was so another. Fun. There was another one where you were in like the game took place in comic panels, and you had to like move. I think it was called comics. Yeah, Boogerman. Boogerman. Yeah, that's like what... adventure. <laughs> I mean, uh, this was. I mean, yeah, the NES and and Sega, the Genesis. They kind of really experimented, which, you know, we kind of don't see much anymore. They Everything kind of follows a formula. So it's kind of sad we don't get some of these just weird, funky games. At least now with Steam, you know, independent developers can start doing yeah. some. But it's hard to make games now because of just what the systems can produce. You can't, you know, build like an 8-bit thing anymore. That's easy. I mean, you can, but there's not a big demand for it. They want to play epic rpgs and huge halo battles and stuff right and back then there was maybe what like 10 to 15 video game releases a year tops like nes games and uh and sega games like that might even be a high number maybe like eight a year because the budget and what it took to put them together and all that shit but like nowadays you get like games released on steam probably every 15 minutes and there's probably like 20 of them and it just never stops it's just so, so so much to choose from. That brings up a side question for me on the, the topic of video games, because one of the things that was really big in the 90s was video games based on movies. Yep. That <laughs> doesn't really happen anymore, so does it? many of them. No. There were so many of them. I mean, do you guys have a favorite? Ooh. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles. That was a great game. I... It was a side Roller, kind of, but 3D, and it was based off Phantom Menace. <laughs> there's, there's two I thought of. Uh, both were for Sega Saturn. One was Congo, which was you shooting what? giant mosquitoes and like killing gorillas, and you just walk down this trail, and you're just basically trying to escape. It's actually a pretty weird fucking game. Uh, I only got to like <laughs> level three, but then the second one that came to mind, also Sega Saturn, was the Die Hard trilogy, and it was basically oh. like. Three games in one. The first, uh, Die Hard, uh, was... God, what was it? There was, like... I know Die Hard 2 was almost like the Virtua Cop-type style, where you gotta go around the screen and hit the checkpoints and kill the bad guys before they, like, shoot a bullet at you and the screen turns to glass for some reason. Um, that was one of them for Die Hard 2. Die Hard 3 was a third-person shooter where you're trying to go up the tower... Or no, that was the original Die Hard then. Yeah, yeah. So the original Die Hard was you trying to go up the Nakatomi Plaza level by level, killing bad guys, and you only had like three levels or three uh, lives. And the third one was where you're in a taxi cab trying to not run out of time driving around New York, making sure bombs don't go off. That fucking game was amazing. <laughs> or the original Ghostbusters game on NES where oh, you're just a, a ghost, the Ghostbuster sign moving through a city <laughs> and then you have to buy up oh god it's a horrible game who knows what the hell's going on justin what it's, about you <laughs> there's so there's three that i want to talk about real right. quick and I'll, yeah. I'll just run through them yeah the jurassic park game that came out for sega only because you got to play as a velociraptor yeah oh, cool and then they came out with a, a sequel to that which i just recently found out like a few days ago fyi love it tell us about it it's the same thing. You get to play as Alan Grant or a Velociraptor, and it's perfect still sense. better to play the Velociraptor. Makes perfect sense. Um, then there's there was a Home Alone game for Sega where you the game was literally 15 minutes, 
the timer starts and the whole goal is to just avoid the sticky bandits, the wet bandits, sorry. Um, and it's impossible to win because they catch you every time. And it's like the game only lasts 15 minutes, but you at best play for 10. <laughs> that was a tough game. And then uh, one of my all-time favorites, I'm, I'm going to bring up Game Gear and talk about Surf Ninjas, which had a Game Gear in the movie. And then they made a game based on the movie for the Game Gear. It was awesome. See, and Leslie Nielsen. See, that's that's some good marketing right there. I love that whole like intermix, intermingle. You feel like you're part of the movie. The movie's like, oh my god, they're talking about me, my Game Gear. Uh, all, all eight batteries. Interactive marketing. Oh my god, yeah. I just, for the first time the other day, I saw D batteries for uh, somebody busted out, like, uh, or my brother-in-law busted out this XM radio from like 2000, and he brought a whole pack of D batteries. I'm like, the, that is the only purpose for those batteries, like giant flashlights and those fucking boom boxes. There's no other purpose for them. But I, um, I believe Lightbright took D batteries as well. <laughs> I could a, be wrong. A good old classic game. Make a clown face and scare everybody in the dark. Love it. So we have about 10 minutes left, and I thought it would be fun to kind of do a fun little segment that we, we kind of have done in the past, but not really focused on it. Justin, you texted us a whole bunch of really fun, cool, uh, would you rather type questions in our little group chat. And I wanted to just run down the list here and let's just go around the table and answer some of them. So with that, um, the first one you mentioned was, would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors? And I mean, go as far back as you want to go, or would you rather go in the future to meet your descendants? So... Justin, I'm going to let you answer your own question first, and then we'll go around the table. Yeah, I think I would want to go back in time to meet my ancestors to find out what made me to be who I am. I don't give a shit about what I did to produce somebody in the future because I don't want to see those problems on the table. I want to <laughs> see the problems that created me. <laughs> That's a very elegant way right. of putting it. <laughs> Oh, so you're, yeah, and you go there and you visit him like, oh, so that's, that makes a lot of sense. You just see him over in the corner doing something like, okay, I get it. That's why I have back problems. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but it's like if I go into the future, I'm going to wind up at some bar in South Dakota where my ancestors just like drinking <laughs> a whiskey alone and watching future sports. And I'm like, this this is depressing. <laughs> well, I, you you suck. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Would you go back in time or in the future? Yeah, I'd go back in time and then... You know, I'm sure it goes. I, I don't, Eric. We actually do have a family tree that someone in the family has, but it goes way back in Ireland. So it'd be cool to go see, like you know, um, like Renaissance time, or I don't know how far back medieval wise it goes in Ireland. But I could definitely, you know, go hang out at a castle or an old village in Ireland because that'd be awesome, and oh. go just see what they do there they're either farmers or own like a pub or they're a knight i don't know or so much just, cooler you just you know just taking a shit in the street and that's what they do you never I know don't know <laughs> you don't know that's the best part. it's it'll be a surprise i'm gonna go the opposite way not because you guys both picked the other one but i thought it'd be cool to be able to check out the future and maybe look at the great 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 grandkids and see what the fuck they're up to and see if there's any 
shred of me left there. Let's just say, you know, we Justin, whether it's walking into a pub, but for me, it might be like, hey, are they are they gamers? Are they in technology? Like, what are their what are their jobs? What do they do? And if they all turn out to be like garbage men or delivery boys or whatever it might be, uh, or just drone operators, who knows? But it'd be cool to see like what they all turned into and how maybe I affected some of that in some way. Or they're just like, you know, I, I peek through the window and they're just talking shit. And it's like, man, you remember how much of a dumbass our great-great-grandpa was and he just had a podcast that nobody listened to? That's <laughs> hoping that when you get to the future, you don't die because either you jumped to a time where a nuclear bomb would <laughs> in your hometown just or can't... a meteor hit or some terrible... Zombie apot or something horrible. At least in the past, you know, you're going to be fine. Um, because at least the world wasn't ending. I mean, you could Ooh. jump I, to, uh, you know, but you, you know, I mean, if you're going to jump to like the prehistoric age, yeah, you might jump in when a meteor hit, but you don't know what's in the future. And, you know, the way things are going lately, it might not be as cool as we think. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. I thought it would be, you brought up a cool idea I thought of, and uh, maybe there's more for Justin, you know, let's, let's write this bad boy. But what if there was like people being cryogenically frozen here on earth? Let's say, Hey, I was, I paid a bunch of money to be woken up in a hundred years. And by the time this group of people gets woken up, all of a sudden they realize that everybody left the planet to go to Mars or something. So Man, all man. these people wake up and it's like, uh, we got to survive. We got to try to get to Mars. And that's it. And it's a musical. Huh. It's apparently a very musical musical. <laughs> M- musical. All right. Next, would you rather question coming right up here. So uh, would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles an hour? So, Jeff, let's go back around the table your way. Would you rather f- Run 100 miles per hour or fly 10 mile an hour, mile, mile per hours? <laughs> I mean, both are extremely dangerous. Uh, <laughs> if you're running at 100 miles per hour and you trip, you're probably dead. Um, flying 10 miles per hour, you're probably better as long as you stay within like 20 feet of the <laughs> ground. You know, you don't hit a plane, go too high where you'll suffocate or freeze. Uh, I'll probably go with the flying. Okay. The running just seems like you're going to hit something, trip, or it's the the running seems like death if you hit 100. And the, can your body even survive that type of force with no windshield or anything? What if just a little pebble hits you? Oh, yeah, good point. Or if you, somebody steps in the way, I guess you just run straight through them and it gets very messy and you got to change your clothes. Uh, you know, before you go to prison for the rest of your life. That's if you survive the impact. <laughs> yeah, very good Because if you hit a wall at 100 miles per hour, you're not coming out of that too hot. Yeah, good point. Justin, what about you? Running or flying? I'm going to go with flying because I believe the average walking speed is about two to three miles per hour as it is. So if I could just casually float in the air and go 10 miles per hour, that's three times the rate of speed that I could walk. I don't need to get a hundred miles in an hour. I, I, I'll take 10 and I'm just floating and flying. That's perfect. <laughs> you have a Slurpee, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you could watch, some, you could watch some videos while you're up there. Just catch up on the latest shows. Uh, uh, because I'm more dangerous and I like to live dangerously. I'm going to go with the running. Um, and it doesn't mean I have to do it all the time. It's when I choose to. And so, 
uh, I could get myself in some sticky situations where I need to get out of there really fast. And maybe I just need like, you know, a couple second bursts of a hundred miles an hour and just get down the street. Um, I could, I could go join the Olympics and be Mr. Number one man on the planet earth. Uh, and, uh, then I could dress up as the flash for every year for Halloween. So that, okay. Well, time, time out, time out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can win the hundred yard dash, but if you're flying, we've got the high jump, we've got the long jump, we've got the triple jump, we've got the pole vault. Just to go give you that little nudge. Well, nobody uh, watches those events. So, you know, that's all about again, the flying, (laughs) I mean, the running, I just, I knowing you, I give you to the end of the week till some horrible tragic tragedy <laughs> happens because I just don't trust you at all. <laughs> Day <And> one. <laughs> when you're when you're in a car, I don't know if you've ever gone 100 miles per hour, but you're not the Flash. You don't have all these other superpowers where you can sense that like the world slows down. You're just running very fast like a car. How are you stopping as well? Uh, I got very big gym shoes. They're 14 inches tall. Ooh, air yeah, I think your first 100 miles per hour is that's it. I think you're done after that. <laughs> you don't have a way to break, stop. <laughs> I just bust. I, I, I do. I deploy the parachute. Easy peasy. I'll I'll be uh, you know chomping on my Slurpee. No problem. No big deal. Uh, yeah, you haven't. You over. have not thought believe... this through. No, I will yeah. definitely go through a chain link fence and turn into a million pieces. That's 100 percent gonna happen. Yeah, because isn't like Quicksilver in X Men. Because he's the only good thing about the last two movies. When he goes super speed or whatever, everything to him just kind of slows down. So he's moving very fast, but he's just kind of like, yep, yeah, he can slow things down. I don't, you know, you that's, I think, a part of his power. Uh, you just run a bunch of miles per hour. I don't think everything slows down like that for you. I don't know. I think we need to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the podcast, and he can explain it to dummies like us. It might Ew. be possible. <laughs> so with that, we are at the end of this very exciting Friday episode. We hope you had a good short work week. Didn't work too hard. And uh, so, how shall we end it? I did it last time, so one of you I, I know you, you did, but I, wanted to hear, I just wanted to hear you run. And then hit something. <laughs> nope. Jeff, you do it. You're the runner. No, Jeff's not the runner because he's floating at 10 miles per hour. I want to hear him addressing the simpletons down below Earth as he flies by to 7-Eleven. Yeah, here's here's our my flying. And then, Justin, you can join in, too, since you're flying. Awesome. <laughs> oh, there goes Eric. Hello, people that have to walk like idiots. You suck. Now I'm peeing on you because I can fly and you can't. Eric is now paced.